I'm Darren Garrahy and you're listening to Darren and Friends. This is episode 11. <gasps> the penultimate episode. Can't believe it. It's gone by so fast. Now, if you've loved the whole season or maybe you've just loved a couple of episodes, you know, we're real people. We, we get it here. You don't have to love all of it. But if you've loved any of it and are happy to recommend it to a friend, please do before we finish up next week. We would love you to spread the word. Tell your friends they can listen to all or any of the episodes wherever they get their podcasts. And if you do want to get in touch before the end of the season for whatever reason, you can do that. They're running friends at gmail.com. Now, our resident psychologist, Alison Keating, was in to talk this week about one of the absolute scourges of modern dating haunting slash ghosting behaviour okay and everybody he, in Ireland please do this and then he sent loads of laughing emojis and I knew well I was like he's doing the exact same things last time this is ridiculous yeah. and after Donica's brilliant debut last week another Darren and Friends debutant personal trainer Siobhan Byrne is with us yes be honest tell everything me everything that goes into the if mouth the, if you're hammering tang fastics yeah <laughs> put that in the whatsapp <laughs> This season of Theron and Friends is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Now, you may have seen on my Instagram, I'm just back from a holiday. It was a simply fabulous getaway. Of course, I nipped into FNF to pick up a few bits for the trip before I went, including my new favourite, pink Sunday Vibes t-shirt. And you'll see that featured on the pod. They had so many gorgeous bits in store. They had loads of fab denim dresses and jumpsuits and blouses, which not only look good, they feel fab on too. Denim is always a great staple, works with pretty much everything in the wardrobe, so it's ideal for the suitcase and for traveling as light as possible. It always helps to know that FNF denim is made with cotton that is 100% from the Better Cotton Initiative. That means that it's responsibly sourced and uses techniques to reduce the use of chemicals, water, and energy. And the great news is that it's 25% off jeans at the moment, starting from today, the 21st of August, and running until the 3rd of September. To qualify, just present your club card or app at the tills when you're purchasing. And remember, sales lines are excluded. Revamp your wardrobe for less with FNF Fashion at Tesco. All right, let's get into it. Here's Alison. Okay, Alison. We've well established that you are our resident psychologist on the show. Um, but I want to present to you certain terms, right, that we see on repeat, mainly via social media. And I, I suppose pop psychology, if you will, is mm. what we'll call it. Um, and I just want to float them with you and see what you think, right, and how these things might affect people, why people might do them. So can we commence? Yes. Okay, our first word is haunting. Did you have to Google this? I did. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I actually too had to Google this. This is how, you know. Uh, I Googled on the dart. <laughs> This is one I saw a while ago and was like, I don't know what that means. So I think we all know what ghosting means. You're in contact with someone, Mm -hmm. you go on dates, bang, they're gone. Completely ignore you. It's really tough for people. Anyway, we'll come back to that. Haunting is kind of another layer with that. It's where someone has ghosted you, but then somehow comes back around into your space. Yeah. So say when they ghosted you, they stopped viewing your Insta stories, but now all of a sudden they're viewing them again but they're not acting on it. They're not doing anything. Or they might like a random photo that you put up. And it's like, it's nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? It's not actually something they would typically like. They're just kind of hovering, Mm. haunting, like a little ghost. Mm -hmm. Like, can we talk about that and the effect that might have on someone? Why someone might be haunting someone? What do you think? I love that you call it pop psychology because I never, (laughs) definitely never studied that in college. (laughs) This is my study. Definitely never (laughs) did pop psychology 101 <laughs> i think these terms are coming from people you know they're they're kind of like colloquial terms that make sense 
yes. to the experience that people are having. And then people love psychology on top of it. <laughs> okay. I'm <laughs> like, ooh, okay. Um, but say someone, you know, like say you've broken up with someone, right? Mm. Um, and then they're not following or they, 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 it doesn't look like they're following your stories and everything and then they're gone. And then they're back. It just feels a bit ick. Icky. Yeah. Uncomfortable. And maybe gives mixed signals. Yes. So like back in the good old days, you broke up with someone that was it, gone. And you didn't see them again, right? Yeah. Um, whereas now, I think people are actually quite haunted. And and social media is playing a part in it. So it, all of a sudden, they're liking maybe when you're on a night out. So you're looking well. And, yes. And then you're like, oh, they're still interested. So like naturally, you're going to be like, hmm, I wonder if they still like me. Mm-hmm. And then you might begin to think that you like them. Yes. You know, even if you don't, but you still have to go through this process. The process again. So I actually had a serial haunter. Oh no. Yeah. uh, A couple of years ago. And like that, like clockwork, you know, we had gone on a few dates and all went well. Bang. I got ghosted. That's fine. Moving on with my life. No, it wasn't fine at the time. It's actually not. But the worst part was I actually knew there was no long-term potential at all. But for the time of my life, it was going fine. It was a bit of fun or whatever. So when you're ghosted, when you weren't even that into it, it it almost makes it worse. It still hurts. It's still a kick in the stomach. Kick in the stomach. But I was like, I should have ended it because I knew. But then came back around and haunted about six months later, viewing the stories, liking certain night out posts. But the thing with haunting is they've no intention of actually acting on anything. That's the... Yeah. The thing with it, it's not like they're doing this because they've realized they made a mistake. They're just doing it for their own crack. So it was about five or six years ago initially when the ghosting and then the six months later haunting happened. And then only last summer came back around again with this haunting behavior. And and I called him out straight away and said, hey, why? I basically was like, are you OK? Mm. I sent a message saying, are you OK? Oh, I love that. Are you OK? You're and right there, said, lad. <laughs> and he said, I'm, I'm flying it. Yeah, how are you? I said, I'm great. And then we chatted away and then I said, so, so cool. So what are you going to, like, are you just going to keep liking my photos or are you going to do something about it? Oh my it? God, I love this. Okay, and everybody he, in Ireland, please do this. And then he sent loads of laughing emojis and I knew well, I was like, he's doing the exact same things last time. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And then eventually I was like, cool. And then we were in, I was, I was down in Galway and he was there. He sends me a message saying, I'm going to be in this pub at this time. As in like, come to me. Get yeah. alive. So I was like, brilliant. Have a great time. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Locked them. Gone. Well, I needed to do that though, because it was it's very because even though you're not interested, it's still, as you say, you it gets into your head and you go, Oh God, was I did I overreact the last time? Is this all just a bit mm-hmm. of fun? It's not. It's not cool. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy. And like as you're saying that, like I'm thinking the other term breadcrumbs. Yes. Or breadcrumbing, is it? Breadcrumbing. Let, should we get the Urban Dictionary yes. uh, definition? Breadcrumbing is when the crush has no intention of taking things further, but they like the attention. So they flirt here or there. They send DMs or texts just to keep the person interested, knowing well they're staying single. So, like, why are we all so cutthroat these days? It's ruthless behavior. It is ruthless. And uh, actually, I love that you called it out. Yes. And I think most people don't. Mm. So I would say to everyone, just call it out. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going on? Well, are we going to meet up then? Or, but like, you know, yeah, you know that they're just messing mm. and they're getting just a little self-esteem hit. Is that what it is for them? Oh God, yeah. Or oh, she came back to me. She still likes me. 
Ooh, I'm just great. checking in here and there. Yeah. And keeping their options open. Yeah. But not really like, I don't know, this this kind of like a foot in every pie or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's not possible. So we have real intimacy like fear of intimacy issues like so I mean I think this serial dating and kind of being with loads and loads of different people and I I do think we kind of took it from America (laughs) really yeah like I know that you have to go on different dates to meet people of course Mm. you do but I think some people (laughs) they nearly forget who they've gone out with do you know what I mean yes yeah yeah (laughs) it's like who was Tuesday (laughs) yeah yeah and so what's the end goal with that then yeah it's like are they actually looking for a partner or are they it's really, really tricky. But I think if you feel like someone's just tagging you along and breadcrumbing, just just call them in or block them. Yeah. When you say a little hit for them. I think they just feel good about themselves. Oh, she still likes me. And is that is that narcissistic behavior? I would think it's just someone looking to feel better about themselves. Okay. Like narcissistic behavior or like, you know, <laughs> it's narcissistic personality disorder. But that's not it. Okay. Okay. But in the clinical sense. Well, this is good to know because that is a word that's floated around a lot. And it is incorrectly used. Floated around. Is it? And okay. Like, I will not pop the psychology on that one. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's a disorder. Like, and I mean, when I look at social media, there are like being an uber nerd, I follow loads of psychologists and they're absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you do also see people... Um, saying they're expert and yet they're not so uh, these psychology words are like are being bandied about incorrectly used Um, like there's a diagnostic criteria that has to be in place for things for someone and and it's it's quite a lengthy process it's it's a big deal so if you are diagnosing yourself from social media I would say that's an absolute no yeah people can have narcissistic traits yes right which is so different it's completely different yeah do you know um and that would be a good discussion for people to have it's like oh gosh well why are we behaving like this Mm -hmm. in relationships why are we behaving and treating people badly like at the end of the day i'm sorry i'm gonna be really old-fashioned it's basic manners Mm. there's no need to be rude to someone and again, it's that kind of vulnerability piece to say, do you know what, I, um, thanks for the coffee. It was great. I'm not sure it's going to work out between us. Like, honestly, I want to say grow a pair of balls. <laughs> grow a pair and just like, deal with it. Seriously, yeah. like, just actually be honest with someone else. You can be kind, but but finish it. But Let firm. someone know I'm actually not interested and do not tag someone along. That actually is really awful behavior. And it actually is ruining people because then they're like, well, I won't bother going on another date because that happened. And like, we really are having, like, I do worry about the impact that kind of serial dating and like, you know, oh, I'm haunted and I'm ghost and all that. But you know what? I think haunting and being haunted is a good word because it actually stays with you. So when you're lying there at home and you're kind of feeling lonely and it's, it's really, really, really hurtful. Yeah, it's playing with people. And even as you said, even if you weren't interested in them, that rejection. Oh, so it's like a double rejection. Yeah, because it's like, do you have that little respect for me? Yeah. To just play a game, which is really hard. I just think, I wish people just had basic manners. You can, you can end things nicely. You can, you can, you can let people know, like, I think we're not really a good match. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're, we're just not, we're not going to work out. But listen, it was so nice to meet you. Thank you. can lie about that bit. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. And it's finished. Yeah. Move on. Don't, don't toy with people. Like it's a bit like a cat and a little mouse. And it's I'm a power like, play. I just to play with you here. Like just have fun. And that's nasty. Yeah. You mentioned uh, people diagno- diagnosing themselves via social media with these yeah. buzz- buzzwords, but it can also be so damaging people doing it to other people. Like you'd often hear conversations or overhear conversations where people, you know, that dangerous setting of, and it, it, it is often with women where you're talking about a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Who's say messed with someone in the group. He's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. Yeah. Get rid of him. He's not toxic, toxic, toxic. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you just end people and yeah. their reputation, I suppose, mm. based off maybe one encounter where there was a misunderstanding and it's not necessarily fair. You know what I mean? I do. Like, I'm sorry. Our cancel culture is like... Yeah, and it starts with those conversations. It does. Yeah. And you know, like, I'm sorry, but people people make mistakes. There's a difference between someone doing something again and again and again and again and their behavior is actually telling you this is the person that I actually am. Yes. But God, surely we've all said the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. we've all done things we regret like there has to be room and space and like when I I suppose in terms of social media I think that sometimes people can make assumptions about people that actually are based off an interaction that they've seen or something but it's nebulous it's not actually like I mean and it's not contextualized properly oh no. so like I just think critical thinking is something that actually obviously most people don't actually have so when you ask about psychology I mean it's that ability to actually take time and have critical thinking so when you read a headline or when you read someone's post or when some friend says oh don't trust him he's really bad well maybe he was a different stage in his life for that and maybe something was going on and aren't we all perfect no we're not so I think what we forget with psychology and with people is that we're complicated Mm. it's complex get to know someone if it feels wrong fine you be the judge of that but this kind of overarching he's bad she's bad I think it's 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 and I see it across the board I see it in in school I see it in colleges I see it in workplaces like we're, we're all just human beings yeah we're all just people and, and people need room to, you know, like there's plenty of people who will be at different stages of their life where they weren't in the best place. Mm. There's a person behind that. I always think about the person at home and they've gone home and closed the door. So if we're banding about like proper psychological terms that actually require a diagnostic criteria, they need a certain amount of time, there needs to be a certain amount of symptoms, there needs to be just be mindful and then also people who actually have you know are experiencing these mental health issues they actually feel really judged mm-hmm. as well so whether you're haunter haunty ghoster ghosty breadcrumber breadcrumby we all have stuff going on yeah that deserves respect yeah kindness yeah manners 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 it all comes back to the we'll Irish manners mammy. On them. <laughs> Irish mammy manners. <laughs> a massive thank you to our resident clinical psychologist, Alison Keating, who's been with us for a good few episodes this season. And I think you can all agree, she is just brilliant. Now, a couple of years ago, I came across Siobhan Byrne of Body Burn Gyms. And to be honest, I've never looked back. She is an expert in her field. 
and she's here today to share nuggets of information with us to help us all live a healthier, fitter, happier life. Here she is. Siobhan Byrne, thank you so much for joining me on The Earn of Friends. You're so welcome. Uh, it's so strange to see you with makeup on in normal clothes. <laughs> normal clothes <laughs> or clothes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is weird, yes. Usually uh, we're in leggings and uh, and we're just kind of a bit rough around the edges, to be honest. And we're, we're, we're doing the selfie in the gym going, no, no, not that light. That's weird. No, I have no makeup on. So yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. But acting like it's authentically done. Um, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. And I'm so happy that you did because I first came to know you um, it was probably 2018 there was this brunch that was on in oh, Balfs okay and I was invited to it for some reason and it was actually it was one of these times where I was like oh, this is very cool because it was when I was kind of st- starting out on Snapchat and you gave a talk that day on nutrition and because you were launching a menu as part yes. of their yeah. their menu yes. and you kind of have the fitnessy section of the menu that's yes. yours and I remember just listening to you speaking and you spoke for probably 20 minutes and I was like I just like her approach and I think much like you, you know your GP or if you're someone who's going to therapy and you know need to connect with the therapist I think when it comes to fitness and health and if you're in the position where you want to you know invest in that and say right I'm going to spend a few bob on trying to learn about this because mm-hmm. I didn't have a clue before then mm-hmm. I was like I feel like I like her vibe. Okay. <laughs> so I remember looking you guys up and I booked an appointment to come in and meet you. And from then I was like, yeah, this is the kind of approach I would like, which was to learn about everything to do with fitness, lifting weights, mm-hmm. the fear around that. Mm-hmm. So if we start with that, for example, okay. and actually I put up a question box during the week and a lot of people were saying, is it true? Lifting weights makes you bigger. And obviously as women, a lot of the fear around you know, getting bigger is scary because mm-hmm. we're conditioned to believe we yeah. have to be smaller. We need to stay smaller. Well, we, we would just, just kill that state <laughs> now and just say Let's the kill fact, it. right? Let's kill it. No, lifting weights does not make you bigger. So over the years, I have heard this from women and it's the fear. And I often get them to look at me or look at clients that we've trained over the years and say, do you think that person is big? And they go, no, not at all. But that person lifts X amount of weights. So why, why do you think weights make you look bigger? And it's kind of, it's a little bit like the diet thing. It's inbred into us that if we're going to diet, we have to eat the smallest amount of food ever. Nah, actually, no, that's not true. That's not right. And like, I'm always trying to tell people like, this is not where you're at. Okay. When, when you lift weights, yes, you know, that you're going to work the muscle, the muscle's going to grow to a certain extent. By the way, you don't have unbelievable genetics to make it grow to the extent you think it's going to grow in your head. So therefore (laughs) you need a little bit of help with eating the right food to help it grow. So if somebody's coming into me and they say, oh my God, I don't want to, don't want to get bulky. Yeah, well, you won't get bulky, but you need to stop with the fork. That's one place you need to stop. You need to control the way the food is going so that you're getting the results you want to get. Yes. I think... So many years, right? So maybe it's, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Coming from a family of girls, growing up at a time where Kate Moss was the thing we were looking at, Mm -hmm. right? That, that thinness and, you know, that supermodel skinniness, I suppose, for want of a better word. I found, found it so, so hard to get to a place of A, acceptance for say where I'm at at any given time, but B, realizing it has to be a lifestyle change and a mm-hmm. shift in your mind. So I remember coming into you at the end of lockdown 
and I hadn't obviously been to since mm-hmm. whatever amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I had eaten terribly throughout lockdown mm-hmm. and I had drank too much wine and I had done all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it took me the guts of, I think, three months to finally grasp what you were getting at when you kind of said to me, it's a lifestyle, It's you need to shift. Mm-hmm. I remember going into you at one stage and you being like, Darren, you're wasting your money. Um, stop coming into me because you're not taking this seriously and you're not focusing on health. Yeah. You're you're focusing on eating less mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You have to be straight with people in a way that's not to offend them, but you have to be straight up. And I would have given it to you very straight up. Yeah. Like I would have pulled you when you were eating bad. You felt bad. You felt you didn't look good yourself. You know, you weren't happy with where you were. And I was like, you know, Keith Duffy said something very, very interesting um, a couple of years ago. And I always stuck in my head. And he said, um, Paul would always be like training really hard in the gym. And Paul, he said to Paul, you have to look good for one girl. But he said, I have to look good for loads of people. <laughs> and that's the same in your position. That's it. Because you're in the media. So, you know, you're, you need to feel good in yourself. That's the first and foremost thing. That's yeah? the thing. And we can skirt around it and say that it doesn't matter. But like it does. It Self-esteem yeah. wise, self-confidence yeah. wise. And you know, even in the run up to Dancing with the Stars, I, I remember my sister saying to me at one point, they're in, you know, the main focus should be the job you're doing. Like stop getting so tied up in how you're going to look on the show. Yeah. That'll all come together and you'll look lovely no matter what happens. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. I felt a massive pressure to be at my fittest, healthiest most confident physically mm-hmm. so that so that then I could do a good job. Yeah, absolutely. And then then you have the whole thing of like when women growing up and you were saying about looking, looking at models growing yeah. up. We all have different shapes. And until we get to a point that we are acceptant of our shape to begin with, because if you come in to me and say, I want to look like, you know, Cindy Crawford, I go, well, you don't have that genetic makeup, so that's yeah. not going to really work for you. Yeah. Well, let's get the best version of you we can. But it's just about how you perceive your body to be. What do you want from your body? And stop looking at somebody who does not resemble you whatsoever. Look at the best version. Yes, look at the things that you'd like to change in your body. And okay, you can change them with a trainer and help. But it's just going to be the best version of you you can get. So yeah. once you accept that, that's the first hurdle. And then it's down to, right, where are you going wrong? So for me, this starts with food diaries with people. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. <laughs> like when you talk about being completely honest and you, you've, you know, there's been times where I've totally fallen off the wagon and just like eaten terribly and felt terribly and I'll come into you and you're like, right, next three days, WhatsApp me a food diary. And I'm like, do you actually want me to be honest? Because like, and you're like, yes, be honest. Tell Everything me. Everything that goes into the if mouth. The, if you're hammering tang fastics. Yeah. <laughs> put that in the WhatsApp I'm like do you really want me to check note to self she never mentioned Tangtastics before but whoever go on <laughs> on Instagram I put up a question box during the week and the main thing that came in was for someone who's just is starting from a point where they feel like they've never started before mm-hmm. or they've never looked at you know fitness and health and food from a place of I want to get to the best version I can be within the life that I lead mm-hmm. whether you're a really busy businesswoman mm-hmm. or you know, a dad or whatever you might be. What are your tips just starting from the get-go? So decide what you want yeah. and then go, okay, you know, I just want to be a bit more cardio fit. Okay, run, cycle, any of those things, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I would like my shape to be better. I'd like to have a little bit of tone. We call it tone. Basically what that is, is building muscle and losing body fat. Tone, yeah. I always like the word in itself it kind of <laughs> I just kind of cringe when I hear it but it's it's building muscle and losing body fat that's what toning the body is yeah and it's just about what degree you take that to so how much you want to do so as women it's you know it's tough enough to start increasing 
like the muscle in the body. So we just want to do that in a way that's, you know, getting you the results you want, shaping the body, creating balance. So if you want shape in the body, strength training all day long, apart from the billion benefits it has about osteoporosis and et cetera, and helping all of that stuff and better for our bones, that we have muscle support in the joints, et cetera. So we should be strength training. That's like full stop. So, and you don't need a trainer to do it. No. But you do need to take a moment and go, right, what do I want? And what am I, how am I going to achieve it? You know, there's no point going to the gym six or seven days a week, caning it, because that's not going to last. You know, you're going to be about two or three weeks in and you go, oh, I can't keep this up. This is too much. Yeah. And it's no benefit to your body. You're not giving yourself any rest days. You need to invest the time in starting to learn about it. So that could be following somebody that you like or you like their shape. It's There's loads of different ways to do it, but definitely only training a few days a week and building it up then. And the rest days are important. Yeah. The difference between men and women mm. and their approach to health, fitness, food. What are the main things that you notice? Because you train both. Yeah, absolutely. Women could tend to overeat or undereat because it's hard to get that balance right to yeah. eat the right amount of calories that your body requires. So they're overeating because they're at home and they're picking or picking or they're out and about, they're having food. And if they think they want to go on a diet, then they undereat. So it's easier for women to not eat than to eat the right amount of calories for what I would say fat loss. Right. Okay. It's very specific fat loss. Okay. I don't care about the scales and you'll know that from me coming into me all the time. I'm not that interested in the scales. And for some reason, although we've been since 2018 banging on about how much I don't care about the scales, <laughs> you still have a thing in your head about the scales. So it's something inbred in us that the scales makes a difference. But if I'm training and if I'm building a little bit of muscle and you're feeling better about yourself and the bloating's gone, why are we not happy about that? It's ingrained. It's absolutely. And it's why though? Why is that ingrained? Because you've seen the results and you've seen, you know, how it can be. So to me, it's like that they're the two things women do. We can undereat and just not eat at all because it's actually easier not to eat than eat the right amount of calories or then we completely overeat. But actually getting that happy medium. So everybody has like a particular uh, basal metabolic rates. It's the minimum calories their body requires in order to function. To literally just get through the day. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Now we would have guesstimated in the past, we would have said, look, that roughly for women could be about 1200 calories, right? But it's guesstimating. So that's why we use the in-body machine now in the gym because we use that to actually tell us specifically for you, what your exact calorie count needs to be. And then it gives you a recommended calorie count. Now, as you know, I wouldn't have been that far off with that. I'd have been pretty much quite accurate, but it's telling you to 1,356 is your basal metabolic rate. And then um, your recommended calorie intake in a day is about 2,000 calories. And I've always said to you that that doesn't mean, okay, you've calorie counted and you don't have to calorie count every single day of your life because we tend to be creatures of habit. So we tend to just eat similar foods. Um, all the time like Mm -hmm. similar lunches similar dinners and they're just slightly off in calories so once you get a handle of it you only have to do it for a period of time yes and then if you have three or four hundred calories left over that you need to get that does not mean you can have a slice of pizza or a (laughs) a glass of wine that means that you actually have to have another chicken breast it does in my (laughs) world no 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 no, no. (laughs) not if you want the true results yeah if you want to actually keep the goal in mind yeah yeah Yeah. things are changing you'll find that you know if you're maybe in a relationship and you're sitting down in the evening like we've all been you could be having like more tips and I always call popping food you know you're sitting down in front of TV and suddenly the packet of crisps are gone 
you know, and it was a large, like a multi-family pack crisps, you know, <laughs> on your cone. Oh my God, have I eaten all them? Because you're, you weren't focusing on it. You were just like, there, into the mouth, hand to mouth, hand so to mouth. So mindful eating is part of it as well. Massively. Yeah. Like a huge part of it. So sometimes, and I know it's hard for people, but sometimes you decide, okay, I'm, I'm going to have, you sit down and think, I'm going to have my breakfast, lunch and dinner. Okay. And then I'm going to have a healthy snack, one or two throughout the day. And what's that going to be? And having a little bit of planning a little bit of preparation it doesn't mean I need to be walking around with a chicken breast in my bag and some boiled eggs but I need to know if where am I going to get the food so if I'm in work on Monday to Friday and I'm what what am I going to do for lunch I'm like where am I going to go to get healthy food because I could tell you within a two mile radius all the bad places to go for food yeah but I'll tell you now it's harder to get the healthier food Mm. you know and you kind of have to make a decision as to I'm going to plan this out. I'm going to think about what I'm going to have. And then I'm going to make a decision from there about what I can eat for the day. So guys, overeat a little bit more. Girls, under or over. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Siobhan, you may notice that uh, while I was away, you didn't receive a single WhatsApp from me uh, or any kind of food diary. So you can expect that in about three or four days time when I've drank three liters of water a day and eaten uh, nothing but chicken breasts and greens and lots of healthy proteins and fats. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Memory of an elephant here. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Theron and Friends with me, Theron Garrahy, in the company of Alison Keating and Siobhan Byrne. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please help us let people know about the pod by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of Theron and Friends is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. (laughs) 